Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Well, welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, once again, the boys are back. The boys are back, and we have a couple of additions uh, to, to the group chat, to the, well, not to the group chat, to the round table. We got Dustin, we got Rodrigo, we got Rudy, and we have a little one. And, uh, you know, as, as fathers, you probably hear some noises as well. Astro, you know, the, the team mascot is also probably around. But uh, we usually, whenever we get on this chat or, or, you know, we do the podcast, we usually tend to talk about, you know, what we're going to talk about 15 to 20 minutes before we actually hit record. But today, there's a lot. Well, obviously, you guys know there's a lot going on. And we wanted to just hit record and then, you know, let it all out. So, How's everybody doing? You know, just I guess let's just say hi and then let's get to it. How's the how's the new guest? Oh, well, not new guest, but returning guest, Dustin. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I, um, contrary to reports, I have not been interviewed for a job with the Dynamo, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here and do podcasts and uh, writing. Not so. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, well they, you they haven't saw gotten, my football manager resume. It's like, you haven't gotten the job, but I'm pretty sure there's a dusting out already somewhere. Hashtag dusting out. <laughs> yeah. Someone's calling for me to be fired. Rudy, how's it going? It's good, man. We, it was a nice Labor Day weekend. I was actually in Dallas for, what, two days before we got hit by a storm, lost power. And my wife was like, it's two in the morning. Let's go back to Houston. And there I went. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, man, talk about talk about like a great escape. But it was good. It was good to see uh, catch the game with Rodrigo, even though basically Food Mob kept ruining it for us because uh, it was it was ahead <laughs> like ESPN. a minute or two. Yeah. ESPN yeah. was a little slow, yeah, man. You, you got to put your phone down sometimes. Yeah. It was, it was we, we don't get that local channel over here. But hey, man, that's, that's on you. You could have came knocking at my door, calling something. I didn't know it was like a, if it's an emergency, I think you should have just done that instead of like, yeah, let me drive four hours back to Houston. Trust me, it it wasn't the original plan, but sometimes that's how it goes, bro. That's how it goes. Yeah. Anyway, we have fun too. Sometimes you just got to get out of Dallas. Yeah. Sometimes like, it's like, oh my God. It's like, I've I've been in Dallas long enough. I got to (laughs) go. We actually hit, you know, we had, I think we had a good weekend because we actually hit pretty good cities what like Fort Worth, Arlington and then obviously Dallas so he kind of got to experience a little bit of everything oh yeah. I thought everything was Dallas they're all different yeah. it's called DFW <laughs> they have to put like they have to put like 200 cities together to try to beat us as like one of the biggest cities you know I see I see yeah that's a fact I, the only good thing well not good thing but the only cool thing was actually seeing that that Jerry World uh, Stadium, that thing is massive, man. That thing is, like, impressive for sure. The like, Cowboy the, Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, stupid big. Yeah, I was yeah. like, where, and honestly, which was funny because I, we were driving towards Fort Worth, and I was looking the opposite side the entire time. Like, I was looking, <laughs> if you're going towards Fort Worth, it's on your left, and I was looking for it on the right the entire time until we went to actually Arlington, which was kind of cool. But anyways, that, that's about it, man. Rodrigo, how's everything going? Like I said, everything good. You know, we had Rudy over so and his family, so we all had fun. Took him to the 
the forward Sue. Um, I think the best part out of all of that was um, <laughs> our nie- niece and nephew. Uh, so, you know, when we got into an enclosure that was smelling really bad, they kept saying, Huele culo, which basically translates to smells like ass. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not the funniest part. That's the funniest part. The funniest part part was my son ran into a glass, bro, like a glass door. Like he just walked right (laughs) into it. And I heard like everybody, I mean, it was a a good 10 feet people Uh, in there. And people were starting to like laugh, like, but they didn't want to. And I like made a joke, like, I wish I would have videotaped that. And someone just like, just started laughing super loud and like my kid was kind of like what the hell there's like a, a <laughs> he took ink. it like a champ though it was just like a little cry and that's about it like that's <laughs> yeah exactly he just <laughs> yeah, like, it's like what's up with, what's up with these transparent walls that people just keep putting Bro, out? that was hilarious that that was probably the highlight of my week with them because they they did a bunch of them for sure but but talking about talking about highlights of the week i think uh <laughs> I don't know, you know, for some people it's highlights for, for a in specific group, it's a highlight, I would say. For some others, we were pretty shocked, um, you know, about Nagamura. Nagamura is finally, well, to some people finally out, to some of us maybe prematurely out. Um, but, you know, everybody has different thoughts. And I know Rudy had, you know, he's been trying to say this, what he's going to say right now for a while. And we've kind of been holding him back, you know. <laughs> We took him to a zoo, maybe to cool off. We have, and yeah. Rudy's like, Rudy's been like going off in the Discord, and like we're like, Rudy, save it for the pod. So <laughs> now, so now we're gonna open the floor. Yeah, we're gonna open the floor, and then Rudy just let it, you know, let it rip, bro. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna start off first <laughs> by saying, you know, you say to surprise, man. I had literally woken up from a nap, and I see all of y'all just going back and forth and scrolling through it. I was like, wait nagamura out what and then surely like about 30 seconds later the official thing came out and i was in shock i was like what the hell's happening like i thought it was a joke i was like there's just no way the the guy literally just won you know coach of the week what five days before this uh did he deserve you know maybe getting fired of course right i think results we all know that you know this is a league that is based on results but it gave me that impression of, you know, I, we kept joking around, but that Taylor told me, like, what are we doing? Like, what is happening with this team? Like, the whole idea of, you know, you get a general manager, uh, you get a, it's, he sells the point of, like, this is a project, we're going to build for the future, this is not a, you know, a six-month thing, and it's been kind of brewing, right, is, like, the whole, you know, he tells you, like, well, we hit it on Taguino, like, it was just bad business. Like, we just basically just watched YouTube videos of this guy and got a few kind words of, like, how this guy was going to be so great for the team. Totally a bust. Then we get the Nagamura project that, you know, I think he was building. There, Of course, you know, brand new coach. You know, what can you expect from a brand new coach? Maybe tactical awareness wasn't fully there. Um, but the roster didn't change. You still have the same... And this is going to hurt people, but we have the same damn losers from two seasons ago. Like, you can't build anything around looser team, you know, looser mentality. Like, we were kind of all expecting some roster moves. And 
yes, there was a lot of fat that was trimmed, but we weren't there yet for the people that Nagamura wanted. And for them to just fire him when they fire him. And and we, you know, touched on the point that maybe we were expecting for him to lose against LAFC and then, you know, they, they cut him off. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense, but you could have done that against Montreal, right? Like he had already just like lost four games straight. You lose at home after losing several games already at home. It just does not make sense. Like I'm trying to make, you know, what is coherent about this event of just completely backtracking on so much stuff that you've done, right? Uh, a few of us listened to the interview that was pre-recorded, of course, you know, with Glenn Davis, but the point that he hit, it was still like, you, you still start getting those Matt Jordan vibes, man. That it, 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 Is there some change into it? Of course, I do think there is. I don't want to say that he's a Matt Jordan 2.0 by any means, but there's a lot of like just broad statements and if there's a ton and and we touch on this all the time right like it, not one player was going to make a difference this uh season not one coach was going to make uh you know a change this season for us to make to the playoffs um this is very difficult to watch and to like follow this team even us right that cover the the team and we are big fans of it of the club or of houston but then you just see uh rookie mistake right after rookie mistake but to the point that why can't Nagamura get another chance you know uh Ansa definitely kind of gives some reasons not really because it seems he contradicts himself by saying like well it was had nothing to do with the locker room but they didn't implement what they wanted us to do with the players right so it, it there's a lot of contradiction a lot of just miscues it's one of those that, sadly, I feel that the owner we have is willing to spend the money, but 99% of the things that are going to happen are going to be based of the general manager. Uh, you know, he was definitely uh, allured to sign, you know, Hadevi for what he is as a, a uh, you know, DP in the past with Matt Jordan, as well giving Tim Park an extension when at the time it wasn't really deserved for it to happen right there and then. And now, you know, with uh, Pat Onsa being there, it's kind of the same scenario. And doesn't matter how much money you throw to trash, you know, it doesn't matter how, you know, beautiful you suit up a piece of crap, it's still going to be a piece of crap. And I think we're getting to the point that we're seeing the, you know, the owner willing to and understands that there's like a huge, you know, gold mine that he can strike here in Houston. Um, and, and so the results have to happen sooner than later, for sure, for the team to, you know, go back to being in the playoffs. But you again, you hit another reset button. And I think I'll finish out my rant by saying this. Now we're affecting even the youth system because now you throw in a Kenny Bundy. You know, we love Kenny Bundy. You know, uh, Diamond Theory, we, I mean, we follow like the those all the time. We get to you know, interact with Kenny, ask him questions. Um, and, and he's a super smart guy. And I'm sure Dustin would hit on the point of, you know, how stats nerds, they, they, the conversations become because this guy loves it. Right. But it's sad because now you throw him in and even with the conversation I with Glenn Davis, Pat on said that, you know, Glenn asked like, well, what would you consider him as a head coach? Even if like, if he wins all the next, you know, five, six games, 
And his answer was like, well, I can't answer that right now. And to me, it's, it's really bad because you're going to end up losing this guy, right? You're going to give him this opportunity to play, you know, the last games. He's, I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to crush by any means, but he, he may, the result may not come. And then he's gone out of like the facilities. It's going to be difficult to get him back, especially with his team, the Dynamo those, you know, earning playoff spot, maybe get eliminated sooner than later. And it's kind of like you did this all season for nothing to an extent. So, you know, with the organization, will he go somewhere else? Yeah, probably. Same thing with Nagamura. I think, you know, the qualities were there for him to maybe in five, you know, five, seven years to be great elsewhere and not necessarily MLS, but elsewhere as a head coach. But that's as much as I want to go into my rant. Thank you for joining my TED Talk and good night. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, what about you, Dustin? What, what were your thoughts when you heard the news? Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked that, you know, when they when it came out, um, I, I've I've never, I haven't been on the Nagamura out train. I always thought he was going to have another year at least, or maybe, I mean, at least half next year, even just to, you know, kind of reset the roster. Um, Cause like Rudy said, I mean, anyone that looks at this roster, you know, there's 10 holes at least in the starting lineup. Maybe, I mean, you, you're looking at Sebas, Ache, Ache, maybe Clark back next year. Um, all the other starters could be brand new. I mean, I don't know if you have that much turnover in one off season, but I mean, theoretically you could replace all those guys. Um, so I thought at least Paula would have a chance to have an off season because he got signed fairly late this off season. If I remember right, it was like, you know, he was, he had a couple weeks and it was preseason and then the season started. So it wasn't like he had an off season to kind of be a um, recruiter and um, bring guys in. But uh, it's just, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I've had a day to think of it. And Rudy touched on this, but like he, you're getting rid of Nagamura and you're bringing Bundy in. And, and that's great. Like like Rudy said, we love Kenny. Kenny's always a great quote. He'll talk for 10 minutes straight and tell you an entire story about, you know, one play in the 61st minute or something. That's just how Kenny is. But you're effectively, you know, taking Kenny off of Dynamo Dose for the rest of the season, which will they be the same team? I mean, I don't know, but for, for what, five or six games, I mean, it's great for Kenny. He get he gets to coach in on the senior team, um, but you're also kind of giving uh, Kenny an audition to the rest of MLS because there's going to be other coaches looking, I mean, other teams looking for coaches this off season. So you're kind of saying, Hey, look at this, uh, look at this coach we have. Um, he's pretty good. And, nothing's going to whatever if Kenny comes in nothing's going to change this this season for the Dynamo like these last five games like they're still going to be in 12th place or whatever happens so something had to happen behind the scenes for them to just get rid of Nagamura now like it just the timing does not make any sense there and they won't come out and say this and I don't expect anyone to come out of the players because I think they respect Paulo as much as um, they may have not have liked him as a coach, but there had to be some locker room type stuff going on for you to just can a coach, you know, with five games left. Cause 
like I said, it's not going to, nothing's going to change in the standings. Nothing's going to change with the team. I mean, Kenny might like, you know, get some, get some of his young guys, some minutes and things like that. But as far as the results and the, the end goal of the season, it's going to be the same thing. So yeah, it's just weird to me. Before I get to Rodrigo, let me add just that, like you said, you know, there's only literally a month left into the, into the whole entire season. So it is very strange that they, you know, didn't let him finish literally a month. Uh, and, and also, uh, according to uh, Pat, they were thinking about this. Supposedly, they made the decision or they were thinking about this after the Vancouver game, which was, which was after the Philadelphia game. So, you know, whatever, whatever that says, you know, uh, like Sack said on the chat, why, why, why would you give them 30%, 30% more of games? What, you know, whatever. It was a bad joke. But yeah, Rodrigo, go ahead. Uh, your thoughts, bro. What did you think when you saw this? Man, first of all, I got to say my dog's been barking in the background. I don't know who the hell is making some noise, but they might start going crazy. But yeah, like everybody else, I was pretty shocked to hear, you know, um, like I'm what I got fired, let go, whatever you want to put it. But after listening to Pat talk earlier on the Glenn Davis show, you know, it's not even like, I don't know, like it, it doesn't even make sense, first of all. And then the way he puts it of, uh, Glenn was asking him, you know, moving forward, do you want to coach with experience? And, you know, how did that affect um, Nagamura? And his his answer was basically like, definitely, like we need to find a coach with experience. And I think we all call that when we heard Nagamura's name being brought up to coach his team um, earlier, you know, in, in the year. And it's just kind of like, what are we doing? Why are we hiring the second, you know, assistant coach? whatever you want to call it, second team coach to a first team. And it's just disappointing to know that like your fans are right. The media is right of like, what are you doing? But at the same time, you give them the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, they have a project going. Let's see where they go with this. They're going to give them some time. We're going to get players around him. He's done, you know, great things with the youth coach uh, players to bring them up to a first team to develop players because we definitely need that. And then to hear, like, yeah, it's not working out for us. We're just going to cut them loose now. Like, I, I understand it's a new regime, a new management, everything. But why couldn't we do that with Tab before? Why couldn't we do that with other coaches? Or just last season, just straight up, like, hey, let's start looking for a coach early on. Not, oh, we're sitting here in, what, December, uh, January. Season's about to kick off in, like, two and a half months. Um, and now we're just looking for player or coaching. And on top of that, the players that we're needing to get. And another thing that um, kind of surprised me of to hear, and it surprises me to an extent, like I know things go on in clubs with the team, with the players, but Pat mentioning there's basically this, <laughs> what would you call, I forgot what he used, but um, like an Illuminati of players uh conference or whatever that they he said there's about three or four players that were a, you know a, a group leader like a, a leadership group he said exactly yeah, and Herrera's one like of that. them and what three months that he's been here yeah. it's kind of like we get it he's probably going to be the lebron james of this team of like hey go go out and get this player go out and get this um like they mentioned would he influence the coaching Obviously, past like, no, we don't want any players to influence. But at the same time, these are players with experience that they know what they're 
looking for. So, yeah, if they're going to throw out a name, they're going to go and interview that coach if it's available. Um, you know, contrary what Pat might say, I feel like that is the route that they're going to go. They're going to have to. There's no no better way to let, I guess, this team improve without having the players have a say in it. Because you're just going to go get um, another second, third level coach, per se, and these players are just not going to be used to it. They're not going to want to play. And, you know, same thing what he mentioned, that Herrera, this is the team that Herrera has lost the most games and since he's been playing in the in the last few uh, few years. And to me, that just speaks like volumes. It's just saying like, dude, we're shit. <laughs> like, do I really want to be here? I'm going to a World Cup. Like, what am I doing here? Am I going to waste the last years playing with a crappy team? Well, let me or add to that, gonna... where you're saying about the leadership, then if they're maybe thinking, you know, if we're, you know, looking at from the outside, you know, you think players were trying to bring a coach in, that definitely tells me that those players probably wanted Nagamura out. I mean, you know, we mentioned that no one's going to say it, but that's really what probably ended up happening. In. Yeah, of course. I mean, no, no one's going to admit it and you don't want that, you know, just because it looks like in a negative aspect of the club and the team, um, the players. But at, at the same time, I mean, he did say, you know, kind of Herrera was a little bit shocked too. spoke to Nagamura. He understood, I guess, what the thing is going. But when Pat's also giving us this, to me, BS of like, oh, we don't see where Nagamura is going. We don't see this going long term. Like, why did we even start this? You know, like, don't you go look back at the good qualities he was, you know, showing for you to hire him? Like, other than that, you just kind of wasted your time and wasted a year for the fans, for the players, for everybody involved in this project. If you're not going to give them time, you know, and the the biggest question, like what kind of Rudy mentioned, too, is we have a bunch of players that we don't see moving forward. And um, Glenn also hit on this. Like, there's players that you keep on losing. And Patty would say, yeah, they end up with a losing mentality. And it just affects the whole team as a whole just because you're you're so used to losing that you're just like, okay, just another game. I still go home, see my wife, see my kids. It'll be another day tomorrow. You lose again, and who cares? Like, it just becomes a habit of, like, losing. But, you know, you can blame Nagamura all you want for the results. But what you have about maybe, what, a good 65, 70 games of the core players losing, like, that just says, hey, I got to get rid of most of this, guys. The new faces, the new, uh, the young guys that have been on this team, keep them. They sh- some show passions show that they can play at a high level. I mean, we saw Bartlow explode on the LA, LAFC game, and he was after it. You know, he wants to play. He wants to be a starter, and we need that. You know, it, it's player. You know, we we saw um, Brooklyn Reigns get a few minutes, and Quinones, and th- this team shows that they can develop players. And under Nagamura, that seemed like to work. Yes, if we have a better coach, more experience. I'm sure he can exploit those qualities, but at the same time, we have a lot of dead weight that we just have to get rid of, and it's starting completely over at this point. I mean, shit, I just want to go the Nottingham way and get 19 new players in one season and call it a day, and hopefully that works. But anyways, that's my rant. <laughs> I, would be, I would be curious to like what 
what the sell was to Hector, right? There was this big talk about like they went to Spain and they sold Hector. And even when Hector got here, you know, and I think it was Victor or somebody was asking him about like, you know, after the first couple of losses and he, he kept Hector kept saying, it's, I'm, I'm here for the process. Like this is a process. I know it's like a three years, but I'm here for the, the build. It, he had to know then like, was there, you know, was there some like, listen, Paulo's here now, but we got you. Don't worry. He'll be gone soon or stuff like that. Because, you know, Hector's not going to, I don't think a player like Hector Herrera, who's played in the biggest leagues, the champions leagues, he plays for the Mexican national team. Is he really going to sign up for your project when you're presenting? Hey, we got this new coach, probably not going to be here next year. I don't know. A lot of the players are kind of terrible too. and They probably won't be here either, but trust us, we got this, you know, like I feel like there had to be some like, listen, Hector, you come, we got this guy. He's the coach. Now he'll be gone. You help us get a new coach, get somebody big that we can, you know, that we can get some of your guys around us too. Maybe if that's more Mexican players or, you know, whatever that might be. But I feel like, and we'll never get this answer, you know, but I feel like, I feel like they knew behind the scenes that Nagamura was just a placeholder. Yeah. It's funny that you add that because yeah, if they, from the very beginning mentioned, you know, we like this project, we, you know, we understand the Nagamura aspect of it, but you're absolutely right. I mean, that, you know, we don't know exactly how much money, you know, Hector is going to get paid. Right. And I think that's, we, we know there's not a Disney, there's not a, you know, universal studios that, you know, brings a ton of crowd. We have NASA and it's cool and everything, but it's not, you know, what other big cities offer or you not necessarily LA or New York, but you guys know what I mean. So you have to throw a ton of money to a player like him. And then for him to get this project of like, Hey man, we're all new here. Like what are, you know, and coming from, you know, joking about like Simeone, right. I think Simeone, I think he's the highest paid coach, which does not necessarily mean anything. Right obviously but you know this guy makes more money than like even Pep Guardiola does so like you come to like a level just a tier of like one of the top you know coaches out there to a newbie and that's like the issue here because you know Nagamura you know you give him the benefit of the doubt you know being that he's new he's gonna need time so if you are already cutting this short again they may say, well, we don't, we already know we want to hire somebody. So it's rude to have him in place. And, you know, who cares? Just let him finish and be like, you know what? The season ended, he's gone. And then a week later, this is our new guy. Like what it happens all the time in sports. You know, it happens that a coach is fired and three days later, someone else comes in. I mean, you even look as far as like Pochettino, right? Pochettino and Tottenham got cut and then, like literally next day was uh, Mourinho in the door. So it's not something that is new. So there's a lot of, a lot of, as much as they want to be transparent, I think there's so much that they're just not being truthful. And, and I think that's really the issue why, you know, I've been saying all day and since, since the news broke out and I'm like, I'm pet on that out, man. I'm just tired. But it just is is the fact of, am I really not? Not really. I mean, I kind of still want to trust the process, but it, it does, you know, beg to 
the understanding of like, man, just can somebody just be honest with us? Like, I don't know. I mean, for all we know, it could have also been Nagamura wanted out already. You know, maybe he didn't see it going anywhere. And like, like you, like you just mentioned, Herrera coming with this experience, being captain for I don't know how many years of different clubs. Um, obviously not Atletico, but I think if I remember correctly, he captain um, uh, Porto a few times, and obviously the Mexican national team. But that brings more experience as a leader than Nagamura. And at that age, so like he could technically coach this team if he wanted to, you know, like just in the aspects of knowing the game a little bit better in that uh, higher level. But, you know, bringing it back to what maybe sold Herrera, it could have also been, and a lot of people have been mentioning, what if we get Tata? What if we get Ber- uh, Berhalter? You know, it's just, you know, Pat likes him and... Herrera has a really good relationship with that, that we all know those two coaches are not going to be coaching national teams after the World Cup. Like those projects are done. They both, I want to say, failed. I mean, we haven't seen the U.S. as the U.S. has more potential to succeed than Mexico. Mexico at this point, the injuries, the media, everything has killed Tata to even keep them. And as we know, Mexican um, officials, FIFA officials, they they go through coaches like crazy. If something doesn't work out, which we all know we're not going to win the World Cup, we might not even get past the group stage or that, you know, fifth um, game as famously we have uh, made our name of ourselves there. It just doesn't seem like he's going to stick around. And maybe they sold him that. He has MLS experience. He has connections with Herrera and other players that might just bring it to, hey, this is a project we want to work with. And Herrera, I'm sure he could have been like, hey, that makes sense. Plus, the biggest thing that sells Herrera is the logistics. In Texas and Houston, you're so close to Mexico, and then you're so close to either um, either coast. So traveling-wise, you'll have fun here by going to, you know, California, Florida, New York, wherever you want to go. That's probably what also sold them and his family. I mean, come on. And <laughs> and And we have really good concerts, apparently, too. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's beyond the point. <laughs> I think I think uh, Rodrigo touched on it. I think Burhalter and Tata are the targets. Like the more I've been looking at it and seeing stuff, and uh, Jeff Carlyle from ESPN posted those quotes from Onstead earlier, <clears throat> and they asked him, "What are you looking for in a manager?" And he said, "In a perfect world, we'd love to have somebody that comes in who has MLS experience, understands the league, and has a history of being successful in the league." And he goes on and on and on. <clears throat> so, like, he wants a guy that's successful in MLS. Tata obviously came to Atlanta and made them the best team in MLS within, what, two years? Um, like you said, Tata's probably out with Mexico no matter what happens. And as far as, you know, they're probably going to maybe the round of 16. Um, and you have to think a job like this, while on the outside and we're looking at it, we're like, man, this organization is like a steaming pile right now. Who wants to work here? But if you're looking at it from Tata's eyes, right? Like you've been working for Mexico and you're constantly under heat from everybody. Like it's just a constant, like Tata sucks, fire Tata. This guy's garbage. You know, whatever he does, like he's going to be under pressure. If you come to Houston, 
there's going to be a couple dudes on Twitter that want you fired. But I mean, other than that, it's not that bad. Like it, it, you get to, you get, you get Hector. You could probably bring a couple other Mexican guys in or Argentine, Argentinian guys that you coached in Atlanta um, or guys that, you know, you know, going back and you can kind of just kind of just chill here. And, and Ted Siegel's probably pay you like $3 million to come coach here. I mean, it, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> And I, well, I just wanted to add because I was thinking about it because, you know, Boca in Argentina, they, they're basically going through the same thing. The Dynamo is they just have, they've been having an interim coach for like the last, well, he's going to be there for like six months. And there were, you know, Tata Martino was like the main target for Boca. But, but then again, going back, I mean, you know, going to, to a Boca brings a lot of pressure. You know, why not come to a Dynamo where, you know, it's going to be chill, you know, in a way other than your, your typical, you know, data out, you know, hashtag on it, on Twitter, which it's never going to fail with any coach, you know, it's going to be out there. Uh, I mean, it's going to, it should be a, a chill uh, spot. I mean, you're going to get, you know, your Mexican media for one or two weeks and then they'll probably forget about you. Like they do every single time, you know, somebody like, Ache, Ache, go to the press, you know, box right now. It's the same old dudes, you know, that have been there since day one. And, you know, they were just there for a couple of times. Yeah. Hello us. Right. Uh, let me yeah, ask you guys. And, wait, wait, okay, wait, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. And, and the bar is not even that high. Just don't get last place and people will be happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. the... <laughs> hey, one thing I wanted before you change. No, go ahead, it, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say also we have to see about um, decision wise. Right. I mean, Austin is going to say that it was his, he hired Nagamura. You know, he fired Nagamura. But we have to be, you know, take Ted into account, right? Because at the end of the day, he may not know a lot about the sport, but he understands the business side of it, right? So if the team is not doing well, he's going to want that switch. And I, the guy's from New York. I don't know if he's like a Jets fan, but, you know, Jets fans, you know, uh, they they have like a, a lot of coaching changes, you know, depending where you are in New York. Like it's a, it's a big market and the only thing that I was going to mention is now looking back, I believe it was, it wasn't the Seattle match. It was the one before that against LAFC. And I think, you know, someone asked them like, Hey, uh, you know, the Michael, uh, you know, from the and said, you know, no matter what, it looks like you're going to get a chance, right. To, <laughs> you know, I uh, start another cycle, another year. And he was like, well, it's good to have that that backing which now it's kind of like ironic but it's like it's good to have that backing but he said you know maybe I'm not the coach for the job but at least I'm here you know for the future you know to kind of like build for the future and now even Onstad every time that he answers he's like you know maybe I'm not the right guy for I think that they had to had pretty much ring everybody to the point of like dude you ain't safe here. Like, if we don't get this goal, now it's not the playoff, right? Because we missed the playoffs. But if we don't get this, you're out too. And I think right now everybody's on their toes. And that's why the players should be even more worried. Because if you can't make it in the worst team in MLS, good luck finding somebody else is going to want you, man. And and to kind of keep it on the same train of thought, you know, uh, one of the questions that I had was, you know, how, how much is Pat, you know, uh, to blame for this? Like, is he partially, you know, does he have a you know, part of his blame on, on, you know, maybe the team being, you know, <laughs> a shit show or, you know, basically that? How much can we blame Pat on this as well? I think 
I think it's a lot on Pat. Sorry, Rodrigo. Like, but I mean, and uh, you mentioned Michele who um, had that report, and he's been he had some tweets yesterday that were super interesting. You know, he's he's super plugged into these guys, and um, uh, he talks to guys. But um, he he said, you know, Darwin Sorensen told him like a week ago, um, people thought Hector was going to solve the problem and everything would be fine. Like that. On the outside, people probably thought that, you know, like the bit like oh, MLS soccer and all these people are like, oh, man, Hector Harris come in the Dynamo are back and stuff. But like us and like people that cover the team and, and have and known this roster, like Hector Herrera was coming in here to like sell tickets and, and be a big name player. And then maybe two, three years from now, he's the centerpiece of a, a really good team. But I mean and I think it was uh, one of the MLS soccer writers, it was Charles Bame. He said that giving a first year head coach, a very basic roster, roster than less than a season to prove himself is certainly a choice. That was, that was one, his tweet. Like, I mean, that's in a nutshell, like, that's really what they did. They hired a first year coach. They basically told him, here's the worst roster in MLS. We haven't really done anything to it this off season, other than like add a couple of Brazilian guys who were, basically free because no one else wanted them and uh he was like you want reinforcements here's an 18 year old from colombia <laughs> yeah you wait listen we got you we got this guy from colombia yeah he's never really played anywhere else but he'll save the season for you and like it but that's the thing that like has kind of like pissed me off about it too but like like on and these guys trying to sell us like oh nelson quinones will be here for the playoff push like there was no playoff push like and and Nelson Quinones of all people wasn't coming for Playoffs. a playoff push. Yeah, like Killian Mbappe, Mo Salah could have come here. It, like Mo Salah could have come in in the summer deadline, and there wasn't no playoff push. Like it's just like, and I, I know Rudy was talking about like just frustrated with Pat. Like it's just, and I know he's like you know trying to say the right thing and being politically correct and all that. But like at some point, you have to stop feeding the fan base BS. Like just be up front like this team's bad they're going to be in like at the beginning of this year it, it, the whole um and i was talking to on one of the 713 um spaces about this like th- their first mistake was coming into the season saying we're competing for the playoffs you were never competing for the playoffs like i know like maybe like if everything broke right they could have like maybe could have made the playoffs but th- this team is not better than LA, LA, Seattle, um, SKC has been bad this year, but Portland, um, all these teams in the West that are really good. And I, I can't think of them all right now. Cause now I'm just on this rant, but it's, you weren't just be the, the, the club, Pat, um, Ted, whoever is talking, they need to be realistic with the fan base. Like, you know, you don't have to say, Hey, we're going to suck sorry but like hey we're putting something in place we hired Nagamura he's a he's a new coach he's had some success with youth teams we're probably not going to be the greatest this year but this we're going to use this year to build we're going to develop some guys we're going to you know um start playing some young kids give them MLS minutes by the end of the season we're going to start showing signs maybe of a team that is on the rise and then next year we'll go from there but it's it's just this whole like well we we we're going for the playoffs this year. And then even in the summer when they're in what, like 12th place, like, Oh, he's coming for the playoff push. Like, no, there's no playoff push. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and to hit on that, that you're saying, um, is Pat to blame. I think obviously 100% he's to blame because he, he's the one that sold us Nagamura. Nobody really expected that. And then he's like, no, listen guys, we interviewed him. He's 
has a resume that we like. He has ideas that work with what we're trying to do and all that. But I think the main and the key part where all this fell apart was that LAFC game. The commissioner being in town, Don Garber, literally, you know, told them, hey, you have to make your city relevant again. And I'm sure almost 100% this had to be said, Nagamura's not going to do it for you. He's not going to be the coach for you. And if you want to be relevant and stay relevant, you have to hire an experienced coach. No, and and I'm serious because I feel like that's when it clicked to them and be like, yeah, they're right. Take that call to the principal's office. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah. (laughs) Look at all those other people that have a hosting city per se. They're doing well, or at least they've done things well. And we're just sitting over here like, yay, we have a nice stadium thanks to the Texans and we get to host the city and we have one of the biggest populations that are going to pull in people. And, you know, showing how our stadium can be an actual sold-out stadium at 21, 22,000, it looks nice. You know, that's what we want. But is Nagamura going to keep that with the players he has and the style of play? Of course not. You know, with a, you know, Tata or an experienced coach going to keep that? Of course. People are not going to like it. Obviously, they're still going to, if we lose the game, it's going to be Tata out right away. But... That's how it is. I mean, shit, I support Liverpool and every other weekend when they do bad, it's always clop out. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. You know, we need new man, new, uh, new management, new owners, new everything. It's just every single time. So people are always going to be unhappy, no matter how successful you are. And But I feel like this, that game in particular, LAFC, that, I guess, um, midweek, that was the turning point for the whole organization of where we're going to be headed because at this point you have the world cup to worry about um not this not the 2026 world cup but the 2022 guitar world cup where you get a big break there's no rush to go find a coach right now and we're not going to do it it's not like we're using the last five games to go out and find a coach yeah it's kind of done like i'm sure they're going to be taking a break yes they're going to look at different coaches but it's not going to do you any any good we're still going to wait until technically offseason to start actually. Well, and that's good that you mentioned things. that because that was a question that Glenn Davis asked, you know, uh, on set as well, asking him if, you know, the roster building process, do they wait on the coach or not? And Ansa said, we can't, we have to do decisions now, which is basically the same thing that happened with Nagamura. So it's just like a little vicious circle, you know, like now you're going to have another coach, that is not going to necessarily have most of his players. Of course, there's going to be a ton of new players, but still it just that, I mean, yes, if you would get a Tata Martino or even get like a bellhalter, obviously their experience should, you know, still push them towards better results overall, but it's just still a vicious circle. And the only thing I was going to add, yeah, I mean, I think we were all kind of excited when Don Garver got here because we really thought they were going to just move the hell up. You know, see, man, Houston blows, you know, Dynamo are terrible. They've been in. We can't really relegate them, but we're just going to move them to Jacksonville. But, you know, that that's not the case. We know that at the end of the day, we are a soccer city and uh, we have to put up with with uh, this uh, new and rebuild status. Right, Dustin? Yeah, I thought maybe they were going to San Antonio or something, but uh, not to be. But one other thing I will add, and you you guys just kind of touched on it just right there and made me think of it. Um, just one of the other, like, big points I had when I was thinking about this today, like, 
you're you you brought in a new coach a young coach um a development type coach it didn't work you fired him after one season as much as we like kenny kenny can't get this job like you can't you can't do that again because like they're putting all their eggs in a tata a burhalter a you know big name quote unquote coach because like if you hire if you hired you know the the coach from the galaxy's usl team or whatever then you're right back to where you were this year and maybe the roster is a little better and stuff like that but you're really painting yourself in a corner here so that also leads me to think like they have something up their sleeve at least i'm kind of hoping that like hey this was terrible but you guys got something planned right like something big right come on tell us it'll be okay right (laughs) yeah i just watched the uh the figo documentary on netflix and it basically was a whole thing about how he transferred from Barcelona to Real Madrid and just the intel. It just, you just made me think of that, like something up their sleeve. You know, they basically were telling their agent, like, uh, you know, he has to come. If like the new president, you know, is Florentino Perez, then you have to sign this pre-contract. If he doesn't, then you have to pay us 30 million. And I think that's basically where it's at. You know, it's one of those that you better do something like incredible and massive. And, do I have hope that it can be done? Yes, of course. You know, I think yeah, at the end of the day, this project and this new regime deserves the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully they, you know, hit on the the coach that we really need, you know, somebody that can completely turn this around. Yeah. The real question now that I'm, I'll ask everybody is now that Pat, Ted, Asher have showed us that we can fire a coach before the season's over, how long do you give this new coach, you know, 15 games in and you only have maybe less than half the wins, maybe three wins, mo- mostly losses. Do you let him go then? Do you keep him? Do you give him a whole you know, year? Do you give him two years? Like if, if you're show that you can't really see anywhere going with Nagamura at this point, five games left and not trying to give him that next the second season. Why would we even want a coach that shows us in 15 games that he can win? I feel like at some point you have to, A, bite the bullet and just do the rebuild because, like, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, this team hasn't been good the last, what, five, ten years anyway? So, like, what are you scared of? You're going to run off more fans or you're going to, you know, be worse than you were last season when you were last place in the Western Conference, for example? And, two, you're not – you're going to you're going to start to get a reputation that coaches aren't going to want to come here, you know? You're like, oh, the Houston Dynamo, they fired Nagamura after one season and then they hired that new guy and they fired him 12 games in and then you, you don't want to work for those people. They're crazy. Then we're then we're Chelsea of MLS where we're just <laughs> firing coaches every other month cuz, you know, oh, not 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 what we wanted this month. Next. And then no one's going to want to work here and and you you get around MLS circles and you get around U.S. soccer circles that the Dynamo or this organization that's, you know, they just, they'll bring you in, try you out for a little bit, and there's really no future. They don't have a plan, you know. You have, at some point, I know there's a plan. Somebody in that organization has a plan. Firing, firing a coach you hired in January in at the beginning of September was not part of that plan. At some point, they have to stick to this plan. There's a plan somewhere. Show us the plan do the plan execute the plan at some point right i mean there was apparently like a massive powerpoint presentation you know it has to be somewhere in there man for sure but you know then people talk about 
you know, some of the names that we've seen is like, you know, Marcelo Vieira coming in, which, you know, uh, apart from, you know, the top 10 Bellhalter, but it goes to the same thing. It's what if you get him, you know, Marcelo Vieira just for the hell of it, right? And like Rodrigo said, you know, he wins two games out of the first 15. You fire him and then it's like, oh, crap, we got a brand new coach that did crap. And then we got a, like a coach that is, you know, has this pedigree and we still are crap. What is the the component here? But the good thing about a Marcelo Villasoni type coach like that, at least with that personality, with that experience, they'll call our players how it is. If you're shit, you're shit and you won't make part of the roster anymore. If he has to play with only 11 players, you know, week, week in, week out, he'll probably do that until we decide to get better players. I, I feel like he's not going to keep a player around that's, you know, giving you 50% every time or doesn't have that technical ability or level of improvement. I feel like a coach like that will not give you a chance. I feel like a coach like Nagamura, who sees the what a player can potentially do because he's coached so many youth players, has a better relationship with them of like, Hey, I see you working in practice. Yes, you're getting better. Yes, you need to work on this and improving those players. But a coach that's just like experience, I'm here to win no matter what. We'll call our players what they are, you know, like, hey, but I get this guy out. But I think it'd be kind of like the scenario in a way of like that, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Charlotte's coach, right? Looked at the roster and was like, man, we're crap. You get a Bielsa in here, he's going to laugh. He's going to be like, Achi Achi would be my bench guy, you know, like. He, this is the best guy we have like it, it kind of uh you have to find a good balance for it and i think that's gonna it's be the difficult money part well <laughs> th- that's gonna be the difficult part because now on set like it's really gonna be like his job is on the line for sure yeah pat i think pat's um and we talked about it earlier with pat like but if you were to bring in like a big coach, like let's say Martino is the, the guy they want, like Martino's going to want a lot of say over the roster, which is Pat's job. Like these big coaches, if, if they're going to come here, they know it's not a great team, right? And so A, you're going to have to pay them money to want to come here. And then B, they're going to say, yeah, I'll be the chef in the kitchen, but I'm also shopping for the groceries, right? That, like, you, that's funny you, that you mentioned that because that was a big deal when he hired Nagamura or when they were looking for a coach, right? It was like, we want a young guy. We want somebody with MLS experience. We want somebody that can work with us on what the roster needs to be. And that would be completely against what he came in. So that, yeah, that that's... You know, and not, not to get it too much into it anymore, but it's all, you bring a good point. It's also... Um, I think that was brought up when Nagamura was hired and Nagamura, I mean, you can go back and listen to his first press conference with Nagamura and uh, Pat and Ted, but they basically said like, yes, we bring in a young coach, but we have an experienced group that we will help them any way we can. And I feel like at this point, it was like, you're the coach, do your job. And it's like, dude, like <laughs> y'all said y'all are going to help me. It's like, why? You're the coach, you know, just get some wins, do what you have to do. And I feel like they, they really left them down. I feel like there was really no help. Like Pat says, I'm always too busy doing this and that, but you're not doing helping what your coach is a young coach that you said you're going to, as a team, you guess we're going to help them out. I feel like the last few weeks, Nagamura was just on his own trying to figure this thing out. And uh, the management uh, front office already had a, a different, um, 
idea. View. Uh, Christian, yeah, what were you going to add before you forget, bro? No, yeah. Well, I saw an interview that was done to uh, Cholo Simeone. Uh, I think it was like yesterday or the day before yesterday. And one of the questions that they asked Simeone was, you know, what do you do as a coach, which is a question for you guys, is what do you do as a coach when, let's just say your team dominates, your team creates 80 chances and you still lose 1-0 because you can't, you know, put the ball in the back of the net. What do you do then? And I think this is what this team kind of, you know, is kind of going through, like, you know, talking about roster building and, you know, bringing a, a young, unexperienced coach and yet having a whole, you know, team around him, quote unquote, to support and give him the the pieces that he might need. And then the your experienced guys bring you a, a Tiago or bring you a Seca or bring you a Quinones, you know, uh, I don't know, whoever, you know, you you can think of that is not really doing whatever they're supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you do? I mean, as a coach, do you really want to also, you know, since we're talking about coaches and coming in here and what makes it, you know, a, a pleasing for those people to, you know, kind of good for the eye to come up here. What, what do you do when, when you're supposed to, your group is, you know, giving you kind of, you know, not to sound disrespectful to anybody, but shit, you know, shit to work with you know what what do you do with that i think that's like and that goes back to the whole you know the roster and the building of a roster like and building it to a specific you know a style of play a tactic um having a team like and i'm not comparing the dynamo to liverpool because they're not even playing the same sport really but and, you know, Rodrigo was talking about it. Like it's it, Liverpool loses a game and it's clop out. And like you were saying, it'll be a Liverpool game. Maybe they had 30 shots and they lost one nil, but like the, the clop and the Liverpool coaching staff, they're not going to panic because they know they have really good players. They know they have a really good system and the players fit that system. And that's just a one-off type thing, you know, and they're going to say it's, the crap happens basically. <laughs> And they trust players, they trust the system, they trust the players that they have in the system, more importantly, because that they're the right fit, they they play the system. Even with Nagamura, like, what is the Dynamo system, you know, this season? You guys have watched every game like I have. What what are they? Are they a pressing team? Are they a counterattacking team? I, I don't know. I've watched them play 29 games this year and some Open Cup games and stuff. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like, it's, so that's so important, especially in this age of soccer. You, you know, you hear that you hear identity, you hear you know things like that. I'm a Manchester United fan. You guys can troll me on Twitter if you want. But like the whole thing with Eric Ten Hag was like identity and like reinstilling Manchester United as this giant of European soccer and an identity, and that's what they have at Ajax, and they play a certain way, and that's a Ten Hag player like Lisandro Martinez. The Dynamo, like it's just been a like for the last few years, like, what are they, you know, under, under Tab Ramos, what were they? I have no idea. Like, it was just kind of like, well, let's just find some guys, throw them in. Like Darwin Quintero has played nine positions, I think in the last two years, <laughs> they don't know how to use him. And they and don't have, any, they don't have a system. Goes, and it goes to the same way. They're rookie uh, managers. They don't even know what the hell they want to play as, you know, one of them may want to be Pep Guardiola, but that's not going to happen. You know, you, you want to play Tiki Taka, but it's not going to happen. And, one of the uh, funny things, too, that uh, Anstead mentioned on his interview with Glenn Davis was, uh, well, you know, it's not that easy to win in this league. Well, no, duh. You know, whenever you were playing, there was only like 12 teams, you know, <laughs> I was going to say the entire league. But, yeah, pretty much, you know, now it's almost 
triple the amount of teams that were like in 05 and 06. And the money is ridiculous. You know, there's uh, this a business and people are, you know, really investing into it. I mean, I mean, and again, Atlanta United, you know, when they came in, they threw a lot of money. Their first year wasn't all that great. But then the second year, they kind of blew up. Now they're just in a, a little bit of a downward spiral. But it happens. You know, this happens. But from the very beginning, we're still not really investing in our youth system. And again, you brought in Todd Ramos. You brought in Nagamura to kind of, you know, get the kinks out. And you're kind of back to zero, I think, you know, again, especially if you're going to most likely lose Kenny Bundy, you know, um, to someone else, because you're right, Dustin, you know, other people are definitely going to be wanting a player or a coach like him, whether it be in the USL or, you know, an assistant coach uh, in the MLS for sure. My bad, my bad, dead air there. Uh, I'm, 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 feeding the child as we speak but uh so i kind of maybe to close it down a little bit um if you were obviously we don't know what's coming what's next there is everything speculation you know going from did uh negramura lose the you know lose the team did he lose the, the locker room you know whose fault is it is it pad for hiring him and then kind of letting him go before even the season ends uh, is it Paulo because he, you know, he's unexperienced or whatever it may be, right? But uh, the last question for you guys is what what's next for the Dynamo? What what should be next? You know, if you were whoever, you know, you you can be like, let's just say you're Ted, right? And you have the money, you know, what, what is the next step to take? Obviously, a new head coach is the obvious, but, you know, kind of going beyond that, what, what will be your next move? Pain, lots of pain. That's what's next for the Dynamo, man. Are you kidding me? But but no no no. My kid my kid looked up at me. My ass won't sweat as much with those mesh seats, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, I, I think I, honestly, I I as much as I want to be angry at this whole situation and just very like, oh, I'm definitely a little worried for sure because. You know, now the, uh, the, you know, general manager who's supposed to have this massive plan, like, you know, Dustin mentioned, like, do we have it or don't we, or don't we? Because, you know, clearly we, it was a big, you know, mishap of, you know, some of the transfers that happened and obviously, you know, getting rid of your, the coach that was supposed to come and slowly change everything. Right. So, at the end of the day, I'm always going to be rooting for this team, this organization, and I'm hoping that they get it right. Now, time will tell. At this rate, like all we can do is wait it out. We know that Kenny's most likely not going to get an opportunity to be here. So it's it's going to be it's a Tata or is it Be Benny uh Bellhalter, basically. That that's kind of where we're at. And anything else would be kind of surprising. Yeah, at this point, I think you know, we've broken records on signings. I feel like this time is breaking a record on signing a manager that's actually gonna be actually worth the money not just somebody hey we heard so and so and just paying whatever um i feel like that's that's the only way to go up now i just gotta sign a quality manager that has experience even if it's 10 million you know for one season yeah you know if we gotta if we do a contract with three three years or whatever it's going to be a record signing i mean i don't know what they pay managers these days but it's going to be 
premium basically at this point and whether he's gonna do well the first year you're gonna have to suck it up and make sure you know you give him everything he can to succeed that second year because I feel like you just can like we talked about you can't just go on this loop of firing hiring firing hiring you know and so on because yeah you lose fans and then you'll lose the team eventually I have a plan no one's called me, but if they want to call me, I'm open to giving them this. It'll, it costs a little money, but I'm going to, since we're friends, I'm going to give it out to you guys on the podcast. <clears throat> so my, this is the plan. And now, if Hector Herr is not on board, my whole plan is out the window. I don't know how much influence Hector has. If Hector's influencing things and he can get Diego Simeone, then that's cool too. But <laughs> I think there's one team in MLS. Uh, and even further, because they have they're further reaching. I think there's one team in MLS that is a blueprint of kind of what you could do here, and that's the Red Bulls. Yeah, and that's the Red Bull system, Red Bull Leipzig, Red Bull Salzburg, all that stuff. Obviously, you're not getting Jesse Marsh, not getting Julian Nagelsmann. You get a guy like Chris Armas, right? He coached the Red Bulls. He was, was kind of crap at Toronto, but Toronto was kind of crap at that time anyway. Um, he went to Manchester United under. Um, I don't even remember who, the, who that guy was. Was it Ole? No, it wasn't Ole. No, it was the interim guy in between that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even think of his name now. Someone else, and you call my, I call myself a United fan. But Chris Armas went to Manchester United, coached there too. You get a guy like Chris Armas in, you implement like a Red Bull t- style system. You give Armas like two years. You tell him like, look, you got two years. If you get this team pretty decent. It was Ralph Radnick, just, just Ralph Radnick, yeah, and how he's like the Austria coach, national team. But yeah, you tell Armas, listen, you got two years. If you want a third year, then this team needs to be competing. If you want to go after that, we'll talk about that. But you get a guy in here who's not necessarily a big name because, as much as I think Tata and them are on the board, I don't know that those I don't know that those guys are realistic gets for a team like the Dynamo right now. You get a guy like Armas. He's got him. He played in MLS. He coached in MLS. He's coached at Manchester United, albeit very short lived. But some someone like that that has a tried and true system. And and if anybody's watched soccer, the Red Red Bulls from from Europe to New York have a system in place and they all play it. You get somebody like that, you give them two years, you bring in some MLS veterans, right? You sprinkle the roster with the dose kids, the ML, some MLS veterans from re-entry draft and these different things. And you just kind of go with it. You see who develops, you see what veterans can kind of uh, teach these kids. And two years from now you say, okay, Hey, we're, we're, we're about, we're about ready to bust and make a playoff run. Let's get a big guy. Or a guy like Armist is is like entrenched himself in this team, and they they're fully believed in him, and you go forward with him. That's my plan. Ted, feel free to call me. We'll talk. And, and yeah, and that's definitely a good choice because same thing. It's a young guy still. You know, it's not going to be a sixty-seven year old Marcelo Bielsa that's going to bring you know his same thing like you know sixty-year-old entourage to kind of fitting into this new wave of you know brand i mean the owner's what 40 years old 45 years old i mean it's a young owner too so it, it's a lot of new mentality new blood so chris armos I, I could see the possibility of him being that coach which from the very beginning just because of like what happened with toronto red bull he's gonna have a hashtag as well you know armos out so <laughs> damn you just kind of cut that up right there 
Um, but yeah, I mean, any anything else that you, what, Rodrigo? Did you want to add something? Um, hashtag blank out. <laughs> just, well, we're we're getting ready. Just, ready. Just, just do a hashtag a template. Hashtag Dynamo coach, coach out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you should we, should we, what was the latest we should get a coach in? I think you need to get it ASAP. At, like. As if they're waiting for someone, if they're waiting for someone that is in the World Cup, it's gonna be a while. Which, from what uh, Onset was mentioning, I think that's really you know the speculation of Tata or sure. Bellhalter makes a lot of sense. Just because I think of the, the end of the the end of the World Cup, like when yeah. the European leagues get going and stuff again, that needs to, and you really get it because the MLS season I think ends like right before the world cup like and when that. when does it be will begin will it be april this time you think i can't because i know it started early this year oh yeah it, it'll probably be march april so i think you need a guy in like november december because yeah. you so have a what, lot of work to do <laughs> what's the earliest greg or tata get knocked out <laughs> <That's what we're>, <laughs> <laughs> realistically speaking so like, like, we're, you're we're talking really like to lose you're First talking like about what? Early December. Before that, I think no. Because it starts like because doesn't the U.S. play England like that fr- like Black Friday, like that was the whole that's thing. That's the last like, game yeah. of group. So that's the so. group stage. So yeah, like last week in November, maybe they could be out. So that, there you go. I mean, we'll, well, they, we'll know by then. December yeah. 18 is the last day of the World Cup. That's the fun. the only thing that concerns me is I'm sure those guys would want, although it's national team, I'm sure they get a lot of vacation, but I'm sure they'll want a month, two months of vacation. That's the only thing well, that concerns me. I mean, they're not gonna they can't even train then, so it doesn't really matter. It's just you know being out there right, but start playing you, know, you exactly, but you, you at least want to be and picking up some players involved in things. You wanna you wanna, you wanna get added to the group chat and be and be active. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they want you in the Discord so you can start giving us some scouting reports. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're gonna be what's it called? They're gonna be like, All right, this is your homework. You're hired, uh, Greg. This is your homework. Go home. Pick the Dynamo Football Manager and let us know how far you go in a year. If it goes well, then we should be good, you know? And then he's going to be like, well, you know, I bought, you know, Erling Haaland that's been scoring like 15 goals every every two days. So, you know, we did great. You know, something unrealistic like that. <laughs> hey, honestly, that would not be a bad, like, interview thing. Like, hey, we need you to play this game or whatever and see how well you do. It's like Come whenever you, you get, I like mean, in my shit, case. But- as an engineer, I have to take like some uh, uh, design uh, exams. That's basically what it is, right? Like, hey, are you proficient in this? And it's like, okay, let me test it out. Yeah, <laughs> do some tests before coming in. That'd be fun. I mean, but coach, the, are you the, you the, team the tests for the weekend? Gonna, the, those tests are not going to be hard, honestly. With the Dynamo, it should be pretty easy. But uh, let's uh, hit some predictions. I know that like it feels like the season is over because you know our coach has been sacked. Yeah. But uh, but no, we still have five more games. Uh, SKC at home, New England at home, LAFC away, Nashville away, and then LA Galaxy at home. So not the easiest, technically, quote unquote. I think we're still in the running for a playoff spot. You know, but, you know, Nagamura got fired, so I, I would probably, you know, think otherwise. But uh, score predictions for for uh, SKC, it's going to be a, a tough battle of the, of the losers on that one. Yeah, I think what SKC is better than us right now, aren't they? It's um, yeah. Athletic Plane. 
Herrera. <laughs> I think uh, Peter Hermes comes to town to avenge the death of his friend Paulo. <laughs> SKC wins 2 1. Yeah. I'm, I feel like this next five games all depends if Herrera's playing because we know he's going to be the one coaching the team. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kenny. He's not going to, you know, be involved as much. No, I mean, I'm serious. I feel like, I mean, we saw him the literally his first game. I feel like he was. They giving, gave him the captain armband. They gave him like. Bad, but he he yeah. started giving he directions the, to players. So you know like, how they have like designated parking do. spots, and it's like this one right up front is for like the president. It changed. They changed it to to Ache Ache basically, and you know that that's so, basically what it looks like. But I feel like. But th- this is the <laughs> thing, though. You know, Kenny is in. I think this is going to be a very emotional game altogether. So I could see them being at home as well, rival. I could see them actually show up and play, you know, the the players that have been struggling because it's like, oh, snap, I'm next. So I'm just because it's a home game, I'm going to give them a 2-1. But then the rest of the schedule, you can pencil me in for a loss on the rest of the game. So, <laughs> Damn. And, yeah. Not just that, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're just, you cut your season already, like, short, I guess, by firing Nagamura. I feel like whatever Kenny does, it's not going to matter. And uh, well, since it's yeah. not going to matter, I feel like he's going to want to play those those players like we talked about before. I feel like Palomino is finally going to get his shot. I feel like Bardlow is going to get more playing time. You know, playing the with kids. Avila. And, and yeah, at what point no, do, I play the kids, honestly? Like, <laughs> at what point do, like, I'm not, not going to put this on any particular guy because I don't know their mindsets and the way they are. But, like, at what point do the veterans on this team just say, you know, like, they fired the Paulo. What do I care? Like, I'm not <laughs> exactly. going to try, you know, like, so, like, I, I'm not, I don't think that those guys are like that. I mean, we've got to talk to them in the locker room and stuff. They're all very professional, but you know, there's some of that with these guys. Like you have to, this season has to have worn these guys out. Like we're just, we're just not that good. Now Paulo's gone. Like, what are we even, what are we doing? What are we even doing? We brought this guy in from Dynamo too. Like, yeah, he does cool speeches on the field. Um, he smells the grass, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, why, why do I care? Like, we're, we're going to get crushed anyway, you know, and, and again, I'm not saying that that could happen, that that, that will happen, but you know, it, you never know how these guys react. They're professional athletes. That suck, but they're still professional, you know, it, <laughs> and have all Real Madrid, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's Ted Lasso. Kenny Bundy, or is Kenny Bundy Ted Lasso at this point? <laughs> yeah, you know, let's finish That's this off. Point. I have a question right now that you said that. If we were a documentary, if this Dynamo was a documentary, what would be the closest documentary that it would be? Will it be uh, a parody of like, All or Nothing? Will it be? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, will it be like a All for Nothing parody, like club? Or will it be like a Sunder- <laughs> Sunderland Till I Die? Or I think know, it'll be all for nothing with the number four if we go another season that lasts. <laughs> the four will be on Derek Valentin's jersey. They'll like zoom in on it. <laughs> all for nothing. Uh, oh man, that would be classic for sure. Aren't, aren't I, you guys glad? I watch everything. Dynamo clearly. Aren't you, aren't you guys glad that you know relegation is not a thing over here? Well, we would be like in third division by now. Bro, we'd be in League Two by now. Like, yeah, <laughs> we, you know, like the Houston Hotshots, like the indoor team that used to be here. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, we would be like in the indoor league by now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, not really. I want to go back and watch the Sunderland till I uh Sunderland till I die because I it's straight up the same thing, man. You just the the poor G, GM is like, hey, I'm really trying. We signed this player. They lost five games. Well, I have to go. I, I've, I've said I've said this, I've said this before. I've said this before. But I started podcasting because I watched Sunderland till I die. And I kind of got inspired to like start, you know, talking shit about soccer. But I never thought I was going to actually live it. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's like, life. Here we are, man. That's, that's what they always <laughs> say. Like when it's successful, the you know, it's even nicer. And, and you know, you actually enjoy it because we're, we're here joking, you know, being probably again three years straight, the last team, the last team of the Western Conference for sure. So we got Dustin, 2-1, SKC, 2-1, uh, Rudy, right? Dynamo? Rodrigo, did you say something? Did I say something? I'll just go with 1-1. One, one. I think maybe we'll get a draw. <laughs> just just Fair. for the heck of it. <laughs> and and now and I'll I'll finish it off with a with a two one, I think. Dynamo. I think I think we're gonna beat SKC, but you know. I, I it's, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be a brace by Daniel Stettis. Yeah, I'll put that up there too. <laughs> hey Daniel Stettis, he's been killing uh, it. Isn't that a thing like new manager always kind of wins their first game or some something like that? Usually. So maybe. Who knows? Um, well, now we'll get another six. Zero, not if you're so. a Manchester United fan, <laughs> you get rolled by Brentford four 0 <laughs> Like, well, this was fantastic. Sometimes it fails, you know. Uh, but uh, but Dustin, where can uh, people reach you, man? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Dustin Richardson, Dustin with the Y, no O in my last name. It's kind of weird. Um, just hit him up on all... Dynamo Theory, but uh, at Twitter. Yeah, That's really... yeah you. I'm usually the one on the Dynamo Theory Twitter. You can talk to me there, and yeah, my Twitter's linked him. on the Dynamo Theory article, so hit me yeah. up. Call him an idiot over there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you can uh, you can find me at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. You can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01. And for anything and everything, you can always go to dynamotheory.com. And, yeah, man, anything else? Oh, at Dynamo Theory, obviously, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Rodrigo, if you want to go ahead and give us a hey, close us out as they close the door on Nagamura. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Rudy the sound since he's not. Oh, hosting. there you go. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you, Houston soccer fans, for listening to us. Uh, hopefully, you know, this rant made a lot of sense and it's uh, more beneficial than the plan that the team has currently. But uh, definitely, you know, make sure to always hold it down and keep it forever on 